0: Hey, folks, this is Off Leash with Eric Prince. I'm Mark Serrano. It's time for us to get an update on the war in Israel. Eric, uh, you are joining us today from the uh, up phone from Unplugged. And, uh, you know, our viewers should know by now they can get theirs by going to unplugged.com slash off leash. Our excellent technology is bringing us together today. Let's talk about the war in Israel. Eric, first, I want to start with this. Uh, story that ran in the Times of London, Uh, there was a similar piece in the Wall Street Journal that said uh, that the IDF had begun the process of flooding Hamas's tunnel network with seawater. I don't think we've gotten any confirmation. IDF itself did not make a confirmation. This was rather a provocative idea. Um, And frankly, I think it drew attention to the fact that this labyrinth of 300 miles of tunnels will continue to be a a problem for the IDF. It exposes and makes the IDF vulnerable as they go through street by street and block by block through Gaza. Um, So it was an interesting piece, but I think it to me it highlighted the the challenges that still confront the IDF. Uh, We are now a week and a half, maybe two weeks after the temporary ceasefire, which led to the release of I believe it was 158 Israeli hostages. Clearly, there are probably another 100 that uh, that Hamas is going to cling to and hide and abuse while Israel continues its assault on Gaza. Uh, Eric, what can you tell us about the latest on the war in Israel?
1: Look, the soil in Gaza is very sandy, very gravelly. So it's very easy to tunnel a lot, which is why they've dug... 300 and some miles of tunnels. And it continues to be a threat to Israelis because the enemy can pop up behind the area. So the Israelis started in the north, in Gaza City, They I think they've largely cleaned it out. But then I understand they just had a kind of a pop-up ambush with an IED where a big firefight, and then the quick reaction force came, and then they basically cracked, cracked off an IED, which took down a building and killed 10 Israelis. So it's this, I think it's their single highest casualty day mm from that directly caused by tunnels. And so, uh, I still think that the solution is flooding everything with a very high amount of seawater. It doesn't matter how sandy the, the water is, how sandy the soil is, because you can always pump more water. And, um, uh, you know, I don't claim to be a drilling expert, but I do understand how to move water, having built a, uh, the largest firearms facility, in the pri- large, largest private firearms facility in the country on uh, what was a, uh, a fairly wet, flat, swampy land. And um, it, moving seawater is cheap, plentiful, available, and, and I think it's also the best chance of getting the hostages out because it takes away um, the enemy's ability to maneuver. because Obviously, they're not going to move when they're, when they're underwater. All the weapons caches that are underground get flooded, and I don't care... If it's their RPGs, their rockets, their explosives, nothing works well after it's been submerged in salt water. And three, if you have hostages underground, at least the water flowing in is going to force them to move the hostages because they're going to want to keep the hostages alive because it's collateral for them. And then when you get them moving, that's the chance when you can detect them and rescue them. And the, the millions of gallons or tens of millions of gallons it would take to flood all those tunnels, fine. That's an easy industrial problem to solve uh, with voluminous amounts of industrial pumping, and uh, I, I I wish they would I wish they would look for some outside help because there's a lot of additional expertise. But uh, military is right. going to do what they're going to do.
0: So uh, look, I'm not an engineer, but I've got to assume when these tunnels were constructed that there must have been uh, uh, fire doors installed that might be might create airtight uh, sections of the tunnel. Do you know anything about the construction? Uh-
1: yeah, some of the tunnels have blast doors, which are obviously designed to prevent a robot from moving an explosive and, and trying to, uh, to punch through, but it doesn't matter. Water, if you've ever busted a pipe in a basement or in an attic, water always finds a way through. They are not building quick-acting, act- quick watertight doors like on a ship. Um, if you pump water in, and you can pump even even at long distance at 3,000 PSI, they have built nothing, which is going to withhold even 200 PSI of water pressure. So the water is going to take their whole tunnel network down.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: And I hope they just pump and pump and pump.
2: And if, well, they, need and look, more, we, if they need
1: more help, Texas has plenty of pumps available, standing by, ready to go. Amen.
0: Well, look, and, and, and when we go through periods where we don't hear much uh, from the IDF, from the Israeli government, I actually take comfort in that because I figure, you know what? We're on a need-to-know basis. Hopefully, we'll get a a word of good progress they're making in Gaza soon. Here on the U.S. shores, by the way, uh, Eric, uh, naturally, this is uh, kind of the uh, anti-Semitism and the pro-Hamas coalition bubbled up in this past week where congressional testimony from the presidents of Harvard and uh, UPenn um, led to the resignation of the UPenn president, and the salvaging of the presidency, of the, of the uh, President uh, Gay at Harvard. The Harvard board is standing by her, the UPenn board, and it largely was because their testimony was outrageous. They effectively leaned on free speech for the harassment, the, the physical threats and so forth against Jewish students from, by the way, a lot of students on visas on these campuses. Tell us more or, or, or give me your thoughts about what yeah, has transpired just, just, from that hearing. Just,
1: well, one, one other thought on, on flooding and tunnels. It's perfect because there's no bombs. No bombs going off. Nobody can be accused you of anything. You're just pumping water. And uh, so, so it's, it's, it's the, flushing.
0: It's not exploding. Exactly. And sometimes you just got to flush the toilet.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. look regarding college it, it, it shines a bright light as to just how rotted these educational institutions have become and, it, and just replace um, the word Jew with black or lBgtq whatever and imagine the 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 inverse outrage that those yeah. 600 Harvard faculty would emit it, it speaks to um, I think it's time to start taxing because, because Harvard has basically become a a highly endowed a hedge, hedge fund. fund. Exactly. Sure. So tax it um, and, and uh, just take away the nonsense. Well, look, these and, are, and, th- and the best thing is, is to just outcompete them because the fact is Harvard and the, the rest of the Ivy league, if this is what, if this is the quality of students, if this is the quality of their faculty and the quality of the students, then very quickly, employers are going to realize that is not worth paying those kind of starting salaries and let those kids go uh, go work at McDonald's and, uh, and and start working a real job and adding real value
0: instead of adding woke value. This thing is a tremendous scam. These institutions cost $75,000 a year. They get federal funds through student loans, and it all needs to be shut down and cut off. Uh, hats off, by the way. To Congresswoman Elise Stefanik for her questioning of these presidents and holding them accountable to this outrageous standard and hiding behind free speech. Look, I do crisis management, and crisis communications. These presidents were dumb, deaf, and blind. They went into this thing thinking they could get away with claiming that free speech allows, you know, this sort of harassment on their campuses. Uh, and it was immediately after the next day or two days later that the U of Penn president had to resign because of their ridiculous appearance before this congressional committee. Last word to you on this, Eric. Look, I went to Halesdale College. I can't speak highly enough about it
1: because it's never received any federal funding. So I think uh, we Americans as taxpayers are right to question these so-called institutions of higher learning because they cost too much. The product they're putting out is questionable and, and the best thing to do is to, is to just outcompete them. And so one of the education reforms that must happen is to remove the cartel-like uh, control that these accrediting institutions have uh, so yep, that there are more one, two, four, whatever year programs that teach in different ways that maybe they just teach to a desired testable outcome because I think the, the four-year university system in America... Has proven itself now, especially in the non-stem fields, to be absolute rot.
0: Yeah, this this is a scam that's got to be reformed under the next Trump administration. Uh, look, this is uh, this has been this has been an important update on on what's happening in Israel. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. I'm Mark Serrano, and this is Off Leash with Eric Prince.